supported by and do not reflect those of the Evening Rush Network. Viewer's discretion is advised. Hey, good evening. Welcome to the Chris and Nina Real Estate Podcast Show. Nina is closing more deals, bringing more money for the business. But I am joined this evening by Miss Tanya, Tanya Gregorio. Uh, she's a financial wizard. And so <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about um, protecting your asset using different tools that she provides. How are you doing, Tanya? How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much, Chris, for having me over tonight. Yes. Um, how How is the family? How's uh, How's your week going so far on this Thursday? Oh, everybody's doing great. Week is going good, not fast enough. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> and you're good. and you're you're on mommy duty tonight, right? You're 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 at volleyball with your daughter. You're on double duty podcast and mommy duty, right? She's uh, <laughs> Well, she's the number one volleyball player in the world right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a volleyball mom, so we run everywhere from tournament to practice. So she had practice tonight, and I forgot okay. it was my turn to bring her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a buddy system too. It's like either you know, drop off or pick up. My daughter's in track. Um, now she's doing long jump. She was doing high jump. And she runs the 200, then the 100, and then she come home and eat all the food in the refrigerator. It's fun, you know? (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's watching them grow and change. And yeah, so I think we both could attest to just like being parents of athletes, right? Yes, absolutely. I think that's one of the... One of the best things that we can do for our kids is um, support them when they want to be involved in sports. Yes. Um, like I could see the difference between my kids, the one that didn't do sports and the one that do, definitely. If there's one thing that I can recommend to any new parent is make sure that you get them involved in sports. Yes, especially if you like sleep. Because when my daughter is not competing, she is up. Like, up, up, like, you know, and when she's competing, she's using energy, she's focused and she's in bed. She's like, it's like lights out. It's amazing the, the difference. Mm-hmm. And so all that energy they have. Yes. But um, when we were growing up, like me and you were probably in the same age bracket. Uh, we I played basketball. I've, I've done, I, but I didn't know anything about track. So I'm learning with my daughter because I did not know this world. And I don't know if you played volleyball or it was handball for us, right? Like if you think about it. Yeah, but. yeah I play a little volleyball um, growing up. But one time I, I got injured, I broke my finger. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I never play it again yeah and then i was never like too athletic either so that was it for my sports um (laughs) involvement when when i was little 
See, the crazy thing is what I didn't know back then, which I wish I, without what I know now and what I teach my daughter, I want her to win. Yes. I want her to compete. Yes. I want her to run and just tear everything up, but I do want her to make friends, to respect her competition mm -hmm. and understand what we're seeing today could be something greater in the future because you're building your network. Mm -hmm. you know and that's that's the thing that i didn't know as a child and that my mom who was working and doing she didn't really have time to really take me here and take me there and then also develop a network for her because mm -hmm. you know i'm pretty sure you know there's moms there's dads there's there's so many, and you know we're we're in the bit you're in the financial business i'm in a real estate business um Everyone needs a place to live. You know, everyone has assets to protect. So when I'm at these functions, you, you know, you never know who you can assist on a certain situation or who could, or, or they could also refer you to someone in their family or uh, we just, you disappeared, Tanya, I can't see you. But anyway, you never know um, where, where um, business comes from also when you're at these functions and it's not like you have to be aggressive about it it's just we're in the business of assisting people in so many different ways so it's not it's, it's, it's kind of a win-win right absolutely yeah when when usually she has been in volleyball for like two years or so and professionally pretty much because she's been right. playing since fourth grade but wow. we make so many good connections with the other parents also that are here and you learn about what they do they learn about what i do and those are friendships that last a, a lifetime and you never know how you can um, help somebody doesn't right. have to give you like a financial benefit um, all the time, but you don't know what your friendship or what that connection you have with that person can do for them also. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And to see, I met you, you've been helping people for decades. Like I met you, <laughs> <laughs> I think we went to what, Jamaica, went to Mexico, went to certain cruises. Like you were, um, you, you used to plan vacations and, and trips for folks back when I met you back around, what, 9-11? No. <laughs> I think and, it was even before 9-11. Yes. yes, we go so far back. And it's amazing to see you from that time sending dudes away. Well, we were dudes, so I'm pretty sure there were girls <laughs> trips, there were honeymoons and everything. And now, you know, you're at volleyball practice you know and, <laughs> and and people you know listen she was from new york right uh what borough what borough um are you from well i lived uh when i was single i was living with my mom uh in manhattan then i got married and we moved to the bronx so he robbed the city of one of its greatest treasures oh man <laughs> We oh, moved so, to the Bronx and then we stayed there a few years and that's when we moved to Florida. And when you moved, so were you in the financial space before you moved or did you transition? That was a transition too, right? Not at all. Like when we moved from New York, I was still a travel agent 
Um, I work for, uh, for a big name in travel down in New York. And when I moved here, I was still in travel. Um, but then I sort of like, I started looking for something else, you know, like travel industry is fun and you get to travel and you make good friends, like, you know, like you, um, but there's not too much money really in the way that I was doing and working in a travel agency. It was really fulfilling sending people away and, you know, building memories, but, um, with them, but I wasn't making money. And when I moved here, one of my friends from New York actually was here visiting. Oh, and, wow. And I asked him what he was doing because I always know, knew him for doing good things. Like, you know, he was always out there looking for the next big thing. And he told me that he was in the financial service industry. And from that moment on, when I saw the opportunity, I saw what I could do for people and right. what I, how I can help my family while helping others. It was a done deal. So wow. I actually got in the travel industry here in, in Florida. You mean the financial industry? Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hey, Sean yeah. said he. Sean said he loves the accent. Where are you from? Where are you from? Like I know I'm, you. You from uh, New York? Yes. Sort of, I'm from by... Dominican Republic. I'm okay. Hispanic. Okay. I was born in Santo Domingo and raised in New York. All right. All right. Yeah. Yes. And don't let the smile fool you. She was no joke back in the day. She's. She. She's. She. <laughs> You know, from what I remember of you, like when you got your mind to do something, it's done. So <laughs> I'm not surprised to see you being so successful, um, enjoying your independence. If you were to ever see a Facebook, you see exotic pictures of her on different islands. Um, <laughs> she, she is capitalizing living the American dream uh. in, a, in a way, like she said, helping other folks secure their assets, create assets, and managing their assets, right? Am I correct? That is correct. So what, building what wealth, yes. building wealth, protecting the wealth, and gotcha. leaving a legacy. Yes. And what was the name of the company you work for currently? So right now, um, the name of the company that I'm with is um, the um, World Financial Group. Got you. And I'm an independent contractor, so I have my own agency. Gotcha. So, um, World Financial Group is the broker dealer that I that I use to help my clients with different um, financial solutions, uh, but I'm independent. And so, um, being independent but connected to this organization, at what point? Because you've been with them for a while, right? Like I would say. 10 years, maybe about 10 to 15 years. Am I correct? Yeah, you got it right. Um, I started with them in 2013 and it's 2023. Yeah, 2023. <laughs> so I know time years, flies, right? <laughs> <laughs> 10 years, exactly. At what point did you know that you were in, like, did you know that you were going to be where you are now? Like, where you knew that you saw the future looking bright in this position for this company? Honestly, Chris, when I started, I had no idea of anything that had to do with insurance or finances, nothing at all. Gotcha. I always joke and I said the only thing I knew about money was 
to spend it, and I did that really good. <laughs> My wife says the same thing. <laughs> and I still do that really good. I, I just have to catch myself sometimes. I'm like, remember what is it that I do and what I tell my clients? Right. <laughs> but I had no background in, in financial services at all. I find spending money sometimes similar to like eating food, like, oh, it looks so great. I'm going to get that. And then you start eating it like this doesn't taste as good as I thought. Maybe I shouldn't have bought. I shouldn't have bought it. You know what I mean? I want I want to get this new truck. Then I get the truck and I'm like, did I really need to buy a truck? <laughs> you know, it's like one of those things that sometimes. Uh, new things are so appealing and new and, and exotic things look so great, but then you get it and you're like, did I really need to pay a price for this? You know, could I have made a better choice? Let me call Tanya. No, I'm <laughs> what should I do? You know? So, um, one, like I, I always tell my kids is what you want versus what you need. So whenever you, um, they ask me, oh, I want this and I want that. So I stop for a moment and I ask them, so do you need it or do you want it? Gotcha. So they start thinking, oh, you know, like, yeah, it's true. I don't really um, need it. But, you know, when they really realize they don't really need it, when they're the one that have to pay for it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because when we're buying, oh, it's like a platinum card. They're getting the top notch when they're buying it. Like, you know, I'll take the bottom shelf. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll go to the 99 cent store, you know, uh, with us. They want to go to Bloomingdale's, Macy, Gimbal, Saks, whatever you call it, you know, Um so you are a homeowner or two, right? You own some real estate yourself, is that correct? I do, yeah, I do. So did you you didn't you didn't own anything in New York, right? No. And that's one of the reasons why we sort of like moved out because out of New York, because real estate was really unaffordable for us at the right. moment. So we thought, you know, if we move to Florida we have a better chance of being able to own something. And you moved to Florida at the perfect time. I think if I you think. were to go there now and try to buy is way more challenging than the time that you actually purchased. How do I know this? Because yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to buy down there now too, you know? <laughs> and I was like, damn it, I should have bought like 15 years ago, 10 years ago. The market was so it's much smaller. Yes, yes. It's now. crazy. I'll tell you, I'll tell you a secret. Um, when we we purchased the, the first house, we bought it for seventy nine thousand, I think it wow. was. Wow, wow, you ain't finding that today. Four bedroom, fully renovated in almost one acre of um land. And it was like a ranch style, but it was right. brand new in the inside for seventy nine thousand. And we sold it. You want to know how much? <laughs> Two hundred and seventy nine. We sold it for um one ninety. Okay. Okay. And now the same house is like two thirty four. All right. Oh no, okay. I'm sorry. Two seventy nine. Yeah. Not- see, I was. I, that's. 
I, I was on the money. See, I had it, but just the wrong time. Um, yeah. yeah, it's if you're guys, if you're out there and you're looking and you and, and if you were able to capitalize 10 years ago and own some property, you have a lot of equity. And um, it's amazing how Florida has transformed within the last 10 years. Um, yeah, I was looking to buy out there, but I just I missed that window. Um, if I would have looked <laughs> 10 years ago, I just missed that window. But I was you also looking. Window. Yeah, I missed the window where you can, like you said, you caught something for 79000 and you still, even at 190 you still double your investment. Am I correct? Or maybe even triple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, so now I was stuck looking for like land and lots and stuff in like Jacksonville and maybe trying to get like a trailer park. Um, I wanted to create like a trailer park resort and I had uh, an investor with me to go in and everything. And then um, COVID hit. So that's why I know that market was just because I was looking, I was turning every stone upside down. However, God did bless us. We do have some land and a house down in Florida. And so I am looking to um, convert the land to houses and they're building an amusement park near near where that property, where those lots are. However, I don't know that because, you know, when you. You're having property built, you have to sort of be there because you, you really have to make sure that the company that you're contracting is on the money. So I'm just trying to figure out how to work that. But anyway. Um, when you, cause we had an episode where I was saying who wins, right? When you're purchasing a home, who gets to say the final, the final say like, Hey, are you, is it the husband or is it the wife who gets to say on, yeah, we are buying this. Was it you? Was it him? Or did you meet in the middle? <laughs> it's funny that you asked that because, um, Remember that we were having the conversation a um, couple of days ago. Yes. So I told my husband, you know, what do you think? I think that in my opinion, the the man, they have like the intention to do it, but they need a little push. Right. That's my opinion, at least in my case. But when I asked my husband, he said, no, I think it's 50-50. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. We so it was, it was mutual. Gotcha. I'm like, okay. <laughs> gotcha. But um, I I think that it's, you know, it's a team. So we usually work as a team. Whatever we want to do, we consult with each other. Maybe we don't agree on the same thing or, or we see things in a different way, but we always come together in the middle. Got you. And guys, that's really marriage in so many different ways. Like even even if if even if one person takes the leadership on a purchase, the other the other spout the other side takes a leadership on something else. It's rare that uh, uh, one person controls everything. And if one person does control everything, you're going to reach out to, to Tanya so she can help you understand your finances, right? That's what I'm teaching my kids. Listen, the one thing you don't play with and you don't say, oh, you got this is finances. We all have to be on the same page because God forbid something happens and you stuck holding a bag of bills that you've never seen because you said he got it or she got it. No, we have to get it. 
And a lot of times folks are young and they're dating and, they, and it's great that she's hot or he's hot. It's great that you want to have wealth. Oh, he's going to take care of me. Oh, she's got it. No, you have to understand and know where the money's going because God forbid he's He's working some shady stuff and gets caught and you don't know and you are not protected. And then you're working out of a deficit that you never saw coming. A am I correct, Tanya? Absolutely. And those are like early early life lessons that I think everybody needs to, to understand and sort of like um, have as a principle in their life when they start a relationship. Um, my daughter... Yes. My oldest, um, she just moved in with her boyfriend and she's having a baby. So oh, I was saying when she <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I'm uh, gonna be a grandma soon. Wow. So when I when she moved out, I told her, you know, like, um, you don't you don't make sure that you're not just leaning on him to take care of you. Exactly. You guys need to work together as a team. If you both working, you don't have to do 50-50 or whatever way you decide to do it, but just make sure that you have each other. Like, I, this is not a you thing or it's his thing. It's both of you as a home. And because most of the problems in marriage start with money. Yes. Yes. And, and, then, and then there's ego to it. Like, well, I'm the man. Or I'm in control. Mm -hmm. Oh, I make six figures and you don't. Like, at the end of the day, the thing that I see that's failing is we are family. If one is winning, we should all be winning. If we're, if we're not winning, then we have to figure out, hey, how can we get to win? How can we change things around together? Because that's what's going to last. That's the bond. That's the, you know, everything else is icing on a cake. But if you come to Tanya, you sit down, you create a financial strategy, you learn some of her tools, you get to understand the importance of life insurance, home insurance. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I don't even know, but I should be calling you too. Like, hey, you know, do I have to wait till I'm dead to use my death benefit? And I'm pretty sure you're like, no, we have a great product that could benefit you right away. Like this just, but people... I don't know why people avoid learning things they may not understand. You ever do you ever notice that like people avoid these things until they get in trouble? I um there's one thing that I have noticed that people are very conscious like if if they feel that they're not in that place financially yeah. then they don't want to talk about it with anybody but they fail to realize that if they're not in that place yet where they want to be or where they should be, the yeah. best way to get there is to find somebody that can help them. Yes. Yes. So, like, if you're not there, don't be embarrassed. I mean, we all go through different stages in life. We all have different situations. And we just, most of the times, people just work, 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 and they don't, they don't stop a moment to think, oh, you know what? I should have protection. I should have insurance. I yeah. should be saving for my retirement. So if you're not where you want to be yet, make sure that you get with a professional. I mean, it could. I'll be more than happy to help, but it, it could be anybody that, it, that is licensed and that somebody that you trust or somebody that you, somebody else recommends you because there's a lot of people giving advice 
but you have to look for somebody that is licensed and somebody that is established exactly um, to do that so when when people come to me the first thing that i do is a financial analysis so that financial analysis covers six steps so cash flow um emergency fund um mm -hmm. debt management um building wealth a protection and also keeping the wealth Right. You know, so like one, the first thing, like some people say, oh, I don't have money. I cannot buy insurance. That's right. exactly the reason why you should get insurance because you don't have money. <laughs> exactly. You know? So, you know, like insurance is just um, a guarantee that if something happens to you, your family is going to be able to cover funeral expenses. They're not going to have to open a GoFundMe. They're going to have money to pay your mortgage. You, They will get to stay in that house that you work so hard to get. So, um, like I said, again, if you're not where you want to be financially, just make sure that you get help. Exactly. So, and, and one of the things that my wife has taught me and that I do realize that it's great. And, and, I, and I was watching the show. Have you, have you ever seen Snowfall? No. Okay, so this is a show called Snowfall. It's one of the best shows I've ever seen. And he was doing some illegal activities back in the 90s. This is what the show was about. Um, and he accumulated about, I want to say, $75 million or something. But it was oh, all cash. It was all money. And I was and and eventually somebody stole it from him. Right. Wow. And he had and he had some he, he did put some of the cash in real estate. However, he should have called you, Tanya, so he could have purchased some insurance, some he could have spread out. And that way, if something happened like that, he would have taken a hit. But he might have had about five million to 10 million in other outside of real estate that he could have reached out and, and, and touched to hold them over, but because he didn't have that and then he just had the real estate, it created a huge problem in the show. And in real life, people are the same way. I am so heavy in real estate that I cannot advise somebody finance. I know some things, right? So if somebody's gonna reach out to me and say, hey, how do I secure my house or secure, um, to, to, to create some security for my family? I would say, hmm, I don't know, but I know this woman named Tanya. You could reach out to her and she'll go over and and and, and you can't just evaluate. And a lot of times, sometimes people don't know what they have until they put it down in writing. Like sometimes people think they have more than what they do. And sometimes people have have um or or, or they don't realize it's less than what they think they have. So so that evaluation that you offer is super important because sometimes people are there's like tunnel vision. They're just working every day or they're just um, looking for investments in like, let's say real estate, but not their own portfolio that they don't stop to do like a um, like an investment, like you said, like an not investment, uh, um, analyzation. Analysis, no. yeah. right analysis and, and how often would you say like it's not a one-time thing right because you like what you say every five years every four years um how, how often should we take a second to analyze what we have and where we are with it within our finances um 
usually it is recommended that you do like yourself, like sit down and look at your budget at, at least every month. But to sit down with a professional is the same as going to the doctor. So you go to the doctor to get your, your physical every year. So you okay. need to get your financial physical exam every year. Especially oh. like if you had different things changed, like if you had a baby, if you got married, if, if you got divorced, if, <laughs> you know, if you sold property, if your net worth increased, like all I always recommend to get a financial needs analysis every year. As a matter of fact, my clients, most of them, if they, I always reach out to them on the year. Right. And then if they want to, if they feel they need to get a, a analysis done again, so I sit down with them again and we go over what they have, what they think they might need additional or like that. So every year is recommended. Oh, I thought it was like a colon screening, like every five or 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I'm way off. Oh, I got to schedule my appointment. Like, I'm way off. Oh, man. <laughs> So guys out there, if you're listening, please schedule your appointment to get that analysis. What every every year, once a year, right? <laughs> check up for your every it's a, year. It's amazing how you buy a car, you gotta change your oil, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta check your maintenance. Um, you buy a house, you have to do the same thing. You gotta clean your gutters, you gotta, you gotta do these little things so that um you can protect yourself because if you don't the bills and the damage for this for these for this work not being done is astounding and if you don't know your finances unfortunately i like i said most people don't check their finances until they're in trouble and then you're working at a deficit but listen nina we're gonna i mean not nina <laughs> tanya oh. we'll be right back we're gonna take a short break okay got it all right Hey, what's up, you guys? It's your girl, Chrissy, here to let you know that the Eat the Rush Network now has an app. Yes, an app, you guys. So you can stay connected on the go and watch all your favorite podcast shows. You can download the app at Google Play Store or Apple iTunes. So spread the word. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Also, if you're looking to start a podcast and really don't know how, well, hit us up at the Eden Rush Network at gmail.com and inquire about time slots, pricings, and everything you may need to get started. We got you. Join the winning team, the Eden Rush Network. And also, download that app. What are you waiting for? <laughs> get to it. Get to it. Hi, I'm welcoming you today to our latest exclusive here at 222 Echo Place in the Bronx. This is a 44 unit building offered to you and I wanted to bring you over to take a look at some really nice views. We're just minutes away from Jersey, right by the George Washington Bridge. By the way, we're five minutes away from the Yankee Stadium. Take a look around. Hey, welcome back. 
Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Tanya, the Bronx is on fire. Let me know when you when you want to have a place to come back and and chill. We got a couple of buildings for sale. We got a couple of apartments that we can rent. But let me know. You want to have a place for yourself when you come when you come visit? We got you right near Yankee Stadium, Tanya. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, I don't know. Uh I, I don't know when's the last time you've been here, but uh if you drive through the Bronx, you'll be shocked. That's all I'm gonna say. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't what it was when you moved to Florida. That's all I'm gonna say. Shocked in a good way or bad? In way? a good way. You'd be like, whoa, because some of the places we drive by, you you probably remember seeing some rats or something like you would never imagine how how like I, I give you a, the section right by Yankee Stadium, right over the the Triborough Bridge, like that little. Uh, there used to be a strip club, the Golden Lady over there. That was such a sketchy area. You go there now, it's like, what, 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 what is this? Like, it's just like you could actually raise kids there. <laughs> yeah, Brooklyn of the Brown Table. Yes, oh, wow, looking good. Yeah, that's good. Good to know. The last time I went there was last year, July. Yeah. But I oh, just so went he... to pick up my son that was there um, with his um, aunt. So I just went to pick him up. So I went and I lasted like two days and came back. So I didn't really get to walk so much. Okay. All right. So so now you said when you sit down with a client, you do the financial analysis, right? Which is a, 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 a health check for your financials, right? Um, mm-hmm. What are some of the products that are, are most popular that you recommend on a sit down per just a random client? Like just, you know, let's just say they're 35 years old, maybe they have one kid or two. Um, what, what do you recommend? So like our recommendations are really unique to every family or individual. There's no, when it comes to money, there's like no one size fits all um, right. approach. So, but one thing that is really popular that we do is um, called index, the index account. Right. So the index, because the index account brings um, three different things in one. So offers protection. Right. It builds cash and it also has living benefits. Right. Meaning, so we are not only protecting your your life, and but you're also going to have the opportunity to build cash. It pays a very high interest up to, right now, the average is 9% return. Okay. And it's tax-free. It doesn't have penalties if you take it out before um, 59 and a half. And then if you get sick, you and your and you qualify to receive an advance from the debt benefit. You can yeah. also do that as well. So and this is all um built up, customized for um the customer, and it's the biggest hit is that it's tax free, but it's protected against all government agencies, child support, um bankrupt, 
and all of that. So who doesn't want to protect from child support? Is right, right, exactly. <laughs> but most that? importantly, from <laughs> from the government. <laughs> um, did did you hear about that soccer player? I don't have his name in front of me. Please forgive me, guys. But there was a soccer player. I know who did some unspeakable acts, and his wife was like, "Yo, I don't know who you are right now. I'm out." And so she filed for divorce and then realized that everything was in his mother's name. That, that says a lot about the person. Yes. Um, you know, he did good trying to protect his accent. At the end, I believe she's going to end up having to pay him. Yes. But um, that says a lot about who he is as well. But also... I'm not going to have anything else. About <laughs> no, no. You, you know why? Because we were speaking earlier about our kids, right? So I'm not, mm -hmm. on one hand, yeah, he protected his assets. But on another hand, the woman, and she was an older woman. She was probably about 16 years older than him. And it's. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, she's older than him. But, and and that's why I believe it, it might have been his mother who stepped in and said, no, we're going to protect you because she's older. But at the same time, that's true. the most important things people don't talk about. It's easy to be wine and dine and be with the rich guy and be seduced by um, things when the most important thing is the conversation. Like, hey, she didn't know where the bodies were buried. She didn't know that he was doing that she didn't and so you're mad i don't know I, I, the only one thing i wish i knew how long they were married i don't I, I know they have kids so they were married i would say she put in about five maybe ten years I, i'm not sure but yeah i don't think they were together too long yeah i don't think so but you don't have to be together to know where the bodies are buried where where is his fine like you should have known going into that marriage that he had his trust set up and that everything went through his mother. The fact that you're getting hit when you file for divorce is bonkers. And that's why, you know, I'm teaching my kids the most important conversations are the conversations people don't want to have, right? People don't want to talk about life insurance. People don't want to plan their deaths. People, but we have to. You have the same way you, you know, I was thinking about this. Tanya, how come? Families don't have, um, I, I want to say like not a retirement party, but like a life insurance party, uh, 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 like where families get together like you do when a baby's being born and you play, you plan and you help and you donate things for the life. How come we don't get together and make sure that we are all protected when our life is no longer here, when we're gone? How come we don't, um, I, I just find like a lot of people of color don't, um, don't really have wills, you know, like you sit down with a financial planner, you also could just sit down and plan a will plan so that whatever you say is, is in writing so that your family can grieve and be secure when, when we move on. Yeah, I think it's a culture thing, Chris, yeah. and I might be wrong, but, um, we see other other cultures that the minute the kid is born, they yeah. set up a plan for the kid. They set up a trust. They they put their things in order. Like as far as me, um, 
in my house, money was never discussed. Right. Like my right. dad was a good dad, really hard worker, but he was the one that worked. My mom stayed home. He never spoke about money, no, nothing at all. Like he just right. made it happen. We knew he, we had everything we needed. Right. But um, there was no education about it. So I think that's the challenge that most of us are having, that they believe that they don't want to talk about the money they make uh, or they don't make. They don't want to talk about insurance because they think they're going to die if they insure their life. Or like my mom, imagine me. I've been doing this for 10 years, and my mom says, oh, that's not life insurance, that's death insurance. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and a lot of people <laughs> it's a, it's and like a, a lot of people talk that way and then I it had taken me a long time just like to educate her, like, you know, this is why we have to do this so that other people so that we don't go again through the same thing that we went with my pa- when my dad passed away. Right. You know, we still have properties that we're dealing with and he passed away nine years ago. Just because everything was all over the place, there was not a will, there was no instructions. We just putting the pieces together, you know, and I don't think that's a legacy that anybody wants to leave to their kids problem, you know? Right. Uh, um, I don't know. Do you have you ever seen a show called A Million Little Things? No. Yeah. So this is character named Gary on the show and he has cancer. He has breast cancer, as a matter of fact, which is unheard of for men, but it happens. And so the cancer comes back. And so in the season finale, he planned everything from finances to um, because he's also had a, a, a baby. Unfortunately, when the baby was born, he was dying, but he created a whole collection of videos that covered that baby to the point where he turned 18 driving whatever it is he made videos to talk about that to be a part of that child's life and i said to myself we all need to plan so that when we're leaving our legacies to the next child they are covered they are taken care of like what are we like sometimes we think we're in my opinion people think they're living for themselves but when we leave our money, it doesn't talk for us. Our children do. You know, our children, whether you adopt a child or you have a birth, birth a child, your legacy is through the next generation. And what we're doing now is setting them up so that they can have a future and that your grandkids, grandkids can have a future. So that's why it's important to have these tools to sit down and talk with Tanya and be educated financially so that you can have these conversations. Like you, I'm pretty sure you have financial conversations, like you said, with your daughter that's um, having your grandchild in the next few months. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. you've had financial conversations with her. If you did it, uh, you're an imposter here on my show. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, like when she moved with the boyfriend, before they moved, the first thing is like, oh, and he needs to come and talk to us because he needs to get life insurance. Yes. Yes. Like, uh, that's the first thing. And she's like, okay, mommy. Like, now she's listening to me, you know, like before maybe she didn't, but now she's... (laughs) Yeah. Because she understands. And my daughter started a job last week, the other one, and she's telling me, how can I save money? 
So I spoke to her about having five accounts. So she could have a liquid account that's the landing place where her paycheck comes in. Then a play account, that's the money that you want to blow. Then an investment account. So I went through, through all these different types and she's like, oh, you know what? That's a great idea. So those are conversations that we need to have early with the kids. Early yeah. so that they get in the mindset of, you know, this is how I need to run my finances because it starts at home. Yes. And the problem is that if we don't talk to them about it, who is? Yes. It's, it's our responsibility. It's not the school. You know, like out of the 51 states, right now it's a little better. I believe there's like six states that are required to teach financial ed financial education in class. But when I started in this business, there were only three states that were required to to speak to talk to the kids about personal finance. So, but we're talking to them about macroeconomics, about cooking, about geography, but we're not talking about the basics. You know, yeah. so if if we don't do it, nobody is, and the only thing that will happen is that things is gonna are, are gonna get worse. And and another thing that people don't realize is just because you can afford it doesn't mean you should have it that a lot of people don't they look at the sticker tag but they ignore the maintenance right when you have a home right you could have termites you could have um you could be you could have a swarm of insects and then you have to pay a price for an exterminator that's not yeah. like you just, but nobody thinks about that. Everybody just focuses. Oh, that's a beautiful bathroom. Oh, I want a pool. But hey, how much does it cost to maintain? And you're yeah. in Florida. That pool maintenance fee is to maintain a pool is a it's, it's a price. It's a price that people don't, especially when you just don't know, right? And and if you want a Mercedes Benz, right? Do you have five hundred to a thousand dollars just for an oil change? However, I know, many, right? You what I'm saying? <laughs> Tell like, me about like, it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like it's the maintenance, and so, so that's why it's important. It's not just how much money you have. It's not just how much money you save. You got muted, Chris. Yeah. So. It's just like how much money you have, how much money you save, but also do you really want six figures sitting in account? Just getting like the bank, they're not, they're not paying you a lot to have money in the bank, right? That's just the so when you sit down, when they sit down with you, you'd be like, you're wasting money. Am I correct? Like if you saw I had a hundred grand just sitting in the account, what would you tell me, Tanya? You're crazy <laughs> because look, the average return a person gets in a bank account these days is obviously below 1%. Like I know, I don't know any banks right now that will give you 1%. If you're just a regular person, if you um, um, have shares, they have like the private client um, department where if you have 250,000, you get like the special treatment, you get a private banker and all of that. And maybe you get 2% return, but why will you leave a hundred thousand dollars in the bank when the bank is not sharing the profits they're making out of your money? Right. 
you know, because they're investing your money and they invest in your money most likely in an index account that is paying up to 15% return. But they're not sharing that with you. And most people, so, okay. Yeah. So you need to you need to invest your money where the bank invests your money. And there's so many ways to do it. And the truth is, you don't need a lot of money to start. And, and it's financially irresponsible just to leave your money there, not working for you. And that's that's the education that some groups of people don't have. Right. We just think having money is great, but what you use your money for is greater. What you can do, the power that you can accumulate by moving your money in the right places can mm -hmm. set you up for a lot of free stuff where you're going on vacation, spending your interest, like where you're where you're not even touching your hard earned dollars, your hard earned dollars are creating a life of lavish that you can, you know, you can get things that you don't even touch your, your, your paycheck. Am I, am I correct, Tanya? Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, you know, like that's how people move these days. There's so many ways that you can put your money to work that like, honestly, um, you don't need to know much. You just need to get with the right person to give you the right direction to move it in a safe place. Because um, there's a few, there's two rules for money. It's like never, never, never lose your money. That's the first one, and then the second one is don't forget rule number one. <laughs> so <laughs> you don't. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You you invest your money in a place where you guarantee a return. There's a very few things in life that are guaranteed, but. You, there are places, there are accounts where you can put it. You're gonna earn, and you're not gonna lose. And that's and they're gonna guarantee guarantee that you oh that you're never gonna lose your principal. And that's what I was gonna ask you next about risk tolerance, right? There's there's exactly. levels, and I'm sure that you go over the difference between the levels of where what they are willing to how how are they willing to move their money around. Right. Mm -hmm. So we're not. I'm pretty yeah. sure I, I brought Tanya in. I'm pretty sure she's not trying to buy a mansion with all these people's homes and doing some crazy stuff that we hear. Because sometimes <laughs> the fear, like, you know, when shit hits the. Oh, ooh, I said the word when <laughs> when, <laughs> when things hit the news. Right. They can hear one story and think, oh, no, all these people are doing evil things. They create these susus and this and that and they taking my money and blah, blah, blah. No, it's not. It's it's very it's backed by I'm pretty sure you have hardcore facts that we that provided so that people can make an educational decision to 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 move their money safely and manage it mm -hmm. and, and stay productive. Exactly. No, yeah. Like if somebody is really emotional <laughs> and does they have the tolerance, you know, of risk. Totally not recommended, you know, like let's get something conservative. And if I cannot do it, I get you somebody that can do it. Got you. You know, but um, it's um, not investments is not for everyone. No. You know, like I have seen some people that they don't sleep 
just checking those accounts every day. <laughs> if it went up, if it went down, yep. like I'm like, I can live like that. Like what? Yep. Ha- what's happening? You're gonna they, get a heart attack. No, this is not they, what this is supposed to do for you. Then they call me every day. <laughs> is my money safe? Is my money like? Yeah, those are the worst clients. You're like, oh my god, right? Just take your no, money back. We no, don't. No. We don't need to. You know, this takes. This takes time, but money is super important and is a it's it's a hot topic no matter what era of life we're in it can make or break relationships it can make or break people unfortunately end their lives over money because they don't have or they lost their money um what was that bernie madoff i'm pretty sure there was oh, a yeah, lot of that guy. yeah mm-hmm. yeah there was a lot of homes that 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 you know a lot of lives ruined by that guy you know but yeah the number one rule of anything, even when, like, even if, you know, someone's looking for a job and they go looking for a job and the job's like, yeah, we paying $75 an hour. Hmm. Then you apply for that job and they steal your identity because it wasn't a real job. It was just to get your information, you know? So when you're, and so I say this to say like, right, Tanya, when somebody meets with you or if they meet with someone who's not you, be realistic. Like we all know when things are, you know, if you're getting a 75% return on your money for something or something crazy, yeah, walk away. Walk away. Yeah. You know, it's too it's too good. That's to be true. Good. You know? Yeah, like um, I'm very careful with um with the way that I handle my clients because um at the end of the day, for me, the trust they have in me. Um, my name is more important than making a profit. Right. Um. So, like, I always say, like, you know, is this what you want? Do you think that you can commit by the, for this amount of time? The minute they start asking me, oh, so when can I take the money out? Or when can I use it? I'm like, hold up. <laughs> okay, maybe this is not for you. <laughs> right, right. Right. You know, and, and right away they're like, oh, no, but I was just asking, okay, just making sure, because if you need this money, like, within the next year, I I don't recommend you to put it anywhere. Exactly. Just keep it under your mattress where you have it, and, you know, but I'm I'm okay. Like, I don't have to, I, I don't need all the money I can make. Some, you know? some Sometimes people are, are just looking for these grand slams, these home runs, these, like, magnificent, like, um, I don't know where you were when cryptocurrency was created and yeah. um, that, that, that I was making real estate money and I didn't know if I would have put $10,000 in crypto back in 2000 or around that time, I would be filthy rich today if I was smart enough to pull it out. Like that's the other side. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like that, yeah. but, that <laughs> but that was a once in a lifetime, like opportunity that for that, because now if you invest in crypto, you're not seeing those kind of returns. As a matter of fact, recently they were taking losses. So, it, 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 and, and don't get me wrong, it, it, it ebbs and flows. You're going to make money here and there. But in 2000, it was brand new. And if you, and that's why I didn't do it because it was brand new. I didn't want to, my risk tolerance, I could not put $10,000 in that, right? And the sad part is even if you put $1,000 you would be a millionaire if you did that with crypto, but no one knew. Mm-hmm. Crypto was brand new. No one knew it would evolve to be what it is today. 
But again, that was a rare occurrence and that was a high risk, high reward, right? You will have to be willing to lose that money, right? Nine times out of 10, when people are investing their money, they are not willing to lose it. Am I correct? Yeah, that's, that's like, like uh, one one thing that I always ask is that how how much of your money do you care about? All right. of it or a little bit of it? Right. And everybody says all of it. So then why will you put your money in a place where you know you're going to lose? Right. Right. You know, you put it in and you'd be like, oh, because you got a lot of scams and a lot of people selling you things. And I'm not saying, you know, that is bad, yeah. but it's not for everyone. Right. You know, these are, like you said, there's a lot of scams. There's a lot of people, like, in Instagram. Like, I, I all the time, I get uh, messages, oh, crypto, whatever. Okay, block, yes. don't talk to me. Yes. Because, Same. like, you're... <laughs> mm-hmm. No, the, oh, I see your financial services. Will you do crypto? No, absolutely not. Not me. No, with my license. I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want to know. <laughs> the scariest the scary part today is our information is just as valuable as our money. So even if they're not asking you for your credit card or whatever, if they're asking you for information about yourself, walk away, right? You don't need to be handing over who you are over the internet, even if they're not asking for your bank account, right? Because your identity is valuable, you know? You get a call from the feds. Hey, you were overseas? No, I wasn't overseas. Oh, somebody <laughs> like, you know, like, and it's crazy. And unfortunately, it happened to some family members of mine. And it's the scary mm-hmm. thing where you think you're you're in two places, but you're really at one. Or you wake yeah. up and you look at your credit report and find out you got a property in California that you ain't never seen. Right? Because somebody, yeah. somebody used your social security number to buy a home that's not yours. Mm-hmm. So it's very and the thing is every and it's not like oh it's today no it any in every era there's something that people want to take from you you know I was having mm-hmm. a conversation like ain't nobody stealing your you remember when we were coming up people were stealing sneakers shoes nobody's stealing that today they stealing whole identities and they did it back then but they're doing it way more now because your junk is worthless today. Like when I say junk, I mean, you can't sell a cell phone on a, on a black market. Why? Because you need the fingerprint. Yeah. And, and it's too, so nobody's stealing. You can have a $2,000 phone. Nobody's stealing that. You can have a computer. People, you know, rarely going to steal that. Right. But your identity, it's a hot commodity today. You know, and unfortunately. People are yeah. as creative today as they were thousands of years ago. Yeah. Like if you go and there's a show on Netflix that is um something about money. I don't remember the sub name, but they were talking in that show how in the eighteen hundreds there was this random guy that came and created a fake island and came with maps and everything and he came to London and he was selling pieces of that island <laughs> to people. Yeah. Of an island that didn't exist. Wow. And he wow. sold like millions in that time um, over 
of a place that didn't even exist. And but you know, at that time there were no maps, no no internet, nothing. So people just took his word for it. Wow. And he became a millionaire at the time, selling <laughs> a fake place. <laughs> wow, that's like the guy that had the fake concert with Ja Rule. Uh, forgot the name of it. <laughs> There's a guy who created. I, a whole like, I was like, thing. wow, like, a, a new thought of scams is something that just came out like a little bit ago. No, it's been going around wow. for years. What we need to do is be aware of who we talk, who do we trust our personal information with. And the things, you know, that that we care the most, like you said, your identity, your name, your yourself, like you cannot, it's not, you cannot really trust just everyone. You have to be very selective. Well, listen, Tanya, it was so great talking with you. I'm glad I'm blessed <laughs> to have you on this show. Um, before we go, how can people reach you? And um, if you can give, offer any bit of advice, what would you say? Okay, sure. Like I'm on Instagram. You can find me under the Tanya Gregorio. Um, my first name, last name. Um, one advice that I would say is like I told you at the beginning, if you are not where you want to be, get help. You don't have to have a lot. You don't have to you don't you don't you, you maybe don't even know what you want. So, you know, like get the help and you can find somebody there me or somebody else that you trust but as long as you do it and you get protection and you put your financials in order you know it's okay but you can find me on instagram the tanya gregorio and if you need a financial needs analysis i could if and you're listening to us today i could offer you that at no cost it will be complimentary uh that will be on chris <laughs> Chris face. <laughs> I got you guys. I got you. <laughs> so no, like just reach out to me and I'll be I'll be more than happy to schedule a time by Zoom or over the phone to go over your concerns and to give you any advice. There's no cost, no strings attached. You don't have to do anything. We just have to we can just have a conversation. All right. Well, guys, it's been a great evening. I hope everyone is safe you have a safe evening as well tanya and uh thank you for doing the show and god bless and stay safe everyone good night thank you for having me it's been a pleasure chris good night